What's up, everyone? Welcome back to The Dark Side. I'm David Vienna. Matt Elias. And what a blessed show we have for you today. On today's show, we proudly present to you the 2019 Dark Side Podcast Televangelist Greatest Hustle Competition. Jesus Christ! What a blessing to be able to present this to you guys. And just a heads up, if you guys thought my blood was boiling with the anti-vax shit, try having to research this for hours on end. We're going to have an active Dave Rage alert on today's show. I didn't like religion in the first place, but this has brought it to a whole new level. We have come up with 12 deserving competitors in this contest. A few things to note ahead of time. These are not necessarily all 12 of the highest earning televangelists. No. Now, a lot of them are some of the world's richest televangelists, but what we were looking for here, just like in the title of the competition, is who has the strongest hustle. Yeah. So there may be one or two uh, that have perhaps higher net worth than some of the guys on this list. Oh, yeah. And that was a big factor for us, but not the only factor. I just, it still baffles me, like how much all these dudes are worth. Well, we're going like, to get into exactly how much, how much money is in this. It's amazing. So that leads us to one of the big reasons why I wanted to do this. There is an organization called the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Now, this is sort of like a Better Business Bureau type of group for God lovers, for these televangelists and their ministries. And, you know, like the the BBB, they give out like a stamp of approval to sort of guarantee that the organizations are handling their income in a responsible way. Right. Now, of all the organizations that have membership in this in this group, the ECFA, in total, their annual revenue adds up to twenty five billion dollars. Yeah. Mind blown. Mind blown. I that's that's annually tax as of, as of 2015 no taxes that's right mind fucking blowing how to speak to the reasons for how and why is we're going to get right into it with this contest yeah. see, these guys are ice cold strong hustlers Dude, it's great like watching these dudes in their craft is pretty nuts it's like a like, master class yeah. in sales pitch yeah. and, and and production value like literally they are the best salesmen I've seen just because of how well they, they handle this stuff. They're like, it's their whole way of thinking on this stuff. They like, they've just made a great pattern of making money. It's amazing. They they know how to do it. Especially some of the ones near the top of the list are just unbelievable. Oh, unbelievable. Without anything further, let's jump right into it. Head first. Coming in at number 12 in the dark side, televangelist greatest hustle competition is, you know him, you love him. You eat his food buckets. Jim Baker coming in at a strong net worth of $500,000. Which, that's pennies in this game anymore. Like, he didn't even break the million mark. Yeah. Jim Jim Baker, a.k.a. The Plug. The Bucket Man. The Bucket Man, The Plug. This man will hook you up. Now, that net worth is a little deceptive about Jim Baker. Yeah. And the reason we included him on this list is because his hustle is extremely solid. It's 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 pretty on point, especially with what he hustles. It appears that Jim Baker at one point had a lot more uh, net worth, I would imagine. But he 
had a lot of issues in the 1980s involving a rape allegation, and he paid out something like $280,000 in hush money to Which... make make this go away. And he also was convicted of some financial fraud charges and did some prison time. Wasn't it because of the payout that they got kind of fishy about it? Wasn't that the whole thing? I'm sure it was all involved. Yeah. But he did time, and he used to be a member of the giant sort of network of ministry. I think it's called the Assembly of God. But he was he was fired from that. Yeah. Um, because, because of yeah. the rape. Bec- yeah, well, yeah. in the fraud and the prison, and yeah, yeah, it, they they probably just did it because it had to make them look good by for themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They that, didn't give a fuck about any the, what he did. They probably just, not. Yeah, they was just bringing them. I mean, we down. don't we don't know, but it's definitely a smart PR move. Oh, yeah. to get that you don't want that tarnishing your your, your holy uh, name. Your yeah, your name. It's a lot of money on on the line. There here, is right twenty five billion, and they're getting their share of it. Oh, that now the reason why Jim Baker is known as the plug. It's because he will hook you up uh, with a lot of or things. If you're looking for a very tasteful mini statue of religious figures, he's got you covered for just a gift of two thousand dollars. Yeah, thousand dollars. Yeah, two. There's four. There's three zeros after that first number there. Yeah, too large. See, just imagine for a statue. Let me, let me give you guys a scenario real On a quick. Show. People just buy them. Imagine you're with your... Oh, you don't, sorry, you don't buy them. You're giving a gift, yeah. and then you receive. It's a donation yeah, prize, basically. tax-free. Just imagine... Okay, let me just give you an idea of what these statues are. Just imagine you're with your great-grandma or your grandma at the fine dealership of Pier 1 Imports, and you see this nice brass figure... There's no way it's brass. Well, we don't know that, but they, the people shopping at Pier 1 think that. Yeah, it, it looks like concrete. Yeah. I'm talking the Jim Baker thing. Yeah. That was oh, not okay. brass. <laughs> well, you see these little statues of a nice young lady or a nice young man just sitting on a bench reading a book. Now, at Pier 1, that would cost you a measly price of forty two ninety nine with the 20% off sale they have going on. Yeah. At Jim Baker's establishment, $2,000. Yeah. But... But here's a big button there, Matt. What's that? At Pier 1, you don't get the gift of God yeah. with it. It's not blessed. You don't. You don't. It's not blessed. But yeah. when you buy it from Jim Baker, it comes yeah. straight from God's asshole itself. <laughs> now, on that, they are collecting funds uh, with the statue, just for example. Now, Jim Baker's got a whole host of things that, that he will sell you. Yeah. At a significant markup, I must say, yeah. like a million percent markup. But they're f- collecting funds for like some kind of children's home or something, ostensibly. I mean, it's just I find it impossible to believe that that you know all that money's going to. Yeah, but like in any case, Jim Baker going. is now. You'll see a theme with these guys. They're they fall into one of several categories, and Jim Baker is an apocalyptic prediction guy. And yeah. he is always receiving visions from the Lord. Yeah. That catastrophic events are going to happen and the world is going to catch on fire and you're not going to be able to find food, which luckily Jim Baker's got you covered. And that's why he's the plug because you're in luck. You can give a gift of something like $3,500 and you can get, I don't know, like 30 buckets, 30 like five gallon buckets of doomsday food. <laughs> These buckets. I and, love um, how that's a measurement of like something. What buckets? Yeah. Food buckets. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. You don't get like a- they, it's like uh, when you cook it up, you, you, you make a giant tub of like 22 gallons of rice. And the cheesy, and the we we were we were watching, uh, you know, him demonstrating the food buckets. It, it, and you got this cheesy broccoli, and then they mix it together, and so you end up with like forty four gallons of cheesy broccoli rice. Like, and uh, I mean, it makes total sense, right? What if you need to feed two hundred people? You know yeah, what I mean? all your family comes to your house doomsday. The world's on fire. You need cheesy rice. You have two hundred family members. I fucking that sucks. If you have all of them coming to your house, but they're all at your house and they need cheesy rice. Oh, look disgusting too. It looked by the way, terrible, yeah. man. Like, like, remember that like nacho cheese from uh, like school lunch? Yeah, yeah. It looked like oh, expired. That yeah, and then basically. he eats out of the bucket with his hand, Just mixing it with the foldable yeah, shovel. A shovel. They give you a shovel too. I don't even know what to say about it. who is dumb enough to buy buckets of survival food. I'm going to tell you right now, Dave. That whole concept of who is dumb enough to buy this does not even apply for this. This yeah, whole honestly, segment. yeah, because I, I feel like I'll that be saying a, that after every person. Exactly, like, that's was, a moot point. I mean, it twenty-five billion dollars worth of this crap is is happening yearly. And what it just blow it. <sighs> so that means in the last four years, that's a hundred billion dollars plus. I'm struggling to tax even, free. I'm struggling to even wrap my head around this whole like thing because like I want to like make points, but it's so hard because I feel like because the three points like come up into my head as soon as I'm thinking of. Well, you're gonna have one. plenty of chances. Like we've got eleven more competitors. Oh yeah. The first having one. said that, let's move on to number eleven. You know him. <laughs> Maybe you don't love him. <laughs> you, you love to hate him. A man named Jimmy Swaggart. A.K.A. The Operator. I got that moves like swagger. I oh. got that moves like swagger. This man is ice cold. He is the most smooth salesman I have ever seen in my life. He has yeah. the greatest preacher voice. That's why he's called The Operator. You, you would buy a car from him without even seeing the car first, basically, is how good of a salesman this dude is. Absolutely. He has a net worth of $10 million. Again, pennies to some of what these people make, but it's still yeah. impressive. I mean, he's number 11 yeah. in the list. Keep Think that about mind. that, yeah. So, some fun facts to know about Jimmy Swaggart. Uh, he has been around for a very, very long time. Since the beginning of man. He's been doing his televangelist gig since at least the early 70s. Yeah. He's got uh, a lot going on The important on thing here. to know about Jimmy Swaggart is that he has had several run-ins with scandal involving prostitutes again in his this, career. This is going to come up a few times. Yeah. Because they're religious. Yeah, buckle up for the prostitutes. <laughs> uh, yeah. He also opened up in 1984 the Jimmy Swaggart Bible College. Um, which I'm sure is a very reputable yeah. educational I'm sure people don't laugh at you when you show them your degree from that. Mm. It still exists. Wow. Uh, it offers short-term certificate programs, associates of arts degree programs, and a four-year bachelor's degree program. That's not, not accredited, not, not accredited, but they're seeking accreditation, Dave. That's, that's no. They're going to get it if soon. You, if you've been around since 84 and you're still seeking accreditation, you're not, you're not getting it. <laughs> you're not getting it. Yeah. It's been 35 years. Yeah. You're in 2000, not getting it. 2010, Jimmy Swaggart Ministries launched a 24-hour-a-day television network called the Sun Life Broadcasting Network on DirecTV. Channel 344. Yeah, for anybody who's interested, it runs 24 hours a day. Dish Network, Channel 257. Amazing. It's also available in free-to-air satellite television. 
and in Australia and New Zealand. You know someone's grandmother has this playing all the time in their house. Yeah. Someone but, out there does. I mean, Jimmy Swaggart is, again, he is, if you watch his sermons, he's just amazingly smooth. Yeah. The guy is 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 just excellent. It's probably why he liked prostitutes. Yeah, he's currently 83 years old. He's from Louisiana. Well, he's still alive? Yeah. Fuck! I mean... He's why worth $10 these, million. Dollars, why so. do these assholes have to live so long? That's my big thing, man. Like, why do all these religious preachers who just exploit people and do so much harm to people's lives, why do they get to live so long? Because the fabulous thing about lavish amounts of wealth is that you can afford excellent medical care. If I was one of their doctors, though, I would be secretly poisoning them. Um, I guess it's a good thing uh, you're not a doctor. I'm not. Okay. Probably after that statement, I could probably never get a medical license. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll cut that out. Don't worry. I got your back. <laughs> Appreciate that. All right. And coming in at number 10 in today's competition, we've got a man that we like to call the classic. <laughs> a man called Jerry Falwell. This Old guy Falwell. is a legendary televangelist. I call him the classic because... He is, in my mind, the archetype for what comes to my mind when I think of a televangelist. Yeah. Um, now, Jerry Falwell is a little unique to me on this list because he has relatively little scandal in his career. Yeah. Relatively. Yeah. Now, yeah, I don't see any prostitution stuff. I don't see... You know, any sexual misconduct type of stuff with him. Which is a good thing. Yeah, so... I mean... That's good. I mean, we'll hey... give him some props. Yes, we'll give him props for that. Having said that... <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> now we're in a rail. Some interesting things about Jerry Falwell include a lawsuit that he brought against <laughs> Larry Flint and Hustler Magazine yeah. for running sort of a spoof ad uh, with like a mock version of of Jerry Falwell and they didn't yeah. like that too much. Nah, that's when Hustler now, was still controversial and stuff. Yeah, the actual suit for libel was thrown out. He was suing for millions of dollars. Yeah. But he was able to be awarded an amount of something like $200,000 for emotional distress because my man Jerry was very upset. Yeah, he this, was he know? was he wasn't too happy to be in So that $200,000 just went a long way to smooth out his, you know, his trauma. For being a hustler. Do you, you think, know what I mean? I feel bad for the guy. This so. is what I want to know. Do you think that he was a reader of Hustler magazine that all of a sudden one day while going over the newest monthly issue, he sees this article <laughs> and he's like, well, what the hell? Yeah. What the heck? Mid beating off, like just flipping through the pages to get that blessed nut. What an incredible, <laughs> incredible set of imagery. Amazing. Please try and control yourself, Starksiders. <laughs> Jerry Falwell. Uh, so, yeah, he won $200,000 in that suit. And he is another guy who falls into, like Jim Baker, the apocalyptic uh, predictor. Yeah. Uh, school Which, of it, televangelist. Um, he's always predicting apocalyptic events. If you have a brain and you follow these people and they like give apocalyptic views, like, oh, yeah, the world's going to end next week and the world doesn't end, that should be a big red flag. It should be the biggest red flag of them all. He also sued Penthouse for $10 million. For what? For publishing an article based upon interviews that Jerry Falwell gave to freelance 
uh, reporters. My man was trying to get that uh, more money. Failed to convince a federal court to place an injunction. Okay, so the suit was dismissed. The court found that it was not defamatory or an invasion of privacy and got thrown out. So he's a sewer. Yeah. He's a uh, a litigator, one of those guys who tries to... Get money any way he possibly can. Yeah, he likes to sue these evil... Now, that's probably a good move. I'm sure his uh, congregation... Lo- it's just a good look to be seen suing these guys Yeah, for him. He actually caught some heat for... So here's what happened. In 1999, <laughs> Jerry declared that the Antichrist would probably according to his prediction, arrive within a decade and, quote, of course he'll be Jewish, end quote. After accusations of anti-Semitism, repeat, after accusations of anti-Semitism, Falwell apologized and explained that he was simply expressing the theological tenet that the Antichrist and Christ share many attributes. Of course. What? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Makes sense. I mean, everyone makes knows that. Sense. That's... That's first grade. Right, yeah. I learned that in before first grade. Yeah, absolutely. What the fuck? How is that not spreading hate? Jerry Falwell passed away in 2000, uh, 2007. Good. God, like, again, it's like it's like me beating a dead horse. But, like, how? Like, how the fuck did these dudes make this much money spreading this fucking bullshit? This dude was just allowed to spread things like, yeah, the Antichrist will probably be Jewish. Just well, slandering a whole other religion. Because he feels his a superior. Well, I think in the interest of answering that question, we can move forward through the list, man. We're going yeah. to learn plenty about how and why people give money to these guys. That brings us to number nine on our list. T.D. Jakes, a.k.a. The Prop. The Prop. <laughs> My man. All right, so T.D. Jakes is worth approximately... Million dollars. We're getting up there now. Very strong. He's got a discography. Put out a couple hits. <laughs> Jamming with Jesus. Yeah, he actually does have have uh, music releases out yeah. there. Now, TD Jakes is we call him the prop because one of the things that he is most known for, at least to me, in two thousand five, uh, George W. Bush wheeled out TD Jakes to accompany him on his uh, PR visits to areas that were affected by Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. Now, that's not in itself a bad thing. I mean, I I don't call him the prop because of any fault of T.D. Jakes on going on that. Uh, There's there's good works to be done in that. But the reason why I call him the prop is because, given the context of the Bush administration's response to Katrina, they completely bungled it and yeah. were asleep at the wheel. And Bush was in this position where he then had to go on sort of an apology PR tour yeah. and be seen visiting these these neighborhoods way too late after not having done enough to help them. Yeah. Um, allowing people to die in New Orleans and around New Orleans. So he wheeled out T.D. T. Jakes to come with him to kind of smooth out, you know, the the public image of the response. So that's why I call him the prop. Do you think that he did this, like George Bush brought him along because Kanye did the, like the infamous George Bush does not care about black people on live TV? Do you think that I had anything to do with it? I don't know if that happened before or after that's what I'm the T.D. Jakes. Like, I, that's what I'm, I don't really know, like this, like... But yeah, so times, yeah, but right. I could totally see um, the Bush administration seeing Kanye say that and then responding by getting you know a black preacher yeah. to go be on camera with him. Right. Um, now I don't know that for sure, but 
it's very possible. It, it would make sense. Like yep. I said, like I'm not trying to spread false information, but it, it would make sense that that these events would happen like regardless that. of when the Kanye thing happens. That's definitely the uh, sentiment that he was trying to fight against by doing right, right, hundred percent. But I mean, this guy's like another like yeah, he's like just, a classic classic preacher. Yeah, excellent no, excellent speaker. Yeah, he has no controversies that yeah, we not know that we of. could really find. Like seems like an okay dude, but he is worth eighteen million dollars. He's still hustling people, that's for sure. Definitely. See, that's like and he is one thing about him. I noticed that a lot of these guys don't have is he's funny. We were watching some of his sermons. And yeah, yeah, he's legitimately funny. He puts those blinders up, like, hey, I'm I'm a funny guy. Yeah, give me money. He's a strong speaker. Um, he's a good preacher and he's, like I said, he's legitimately funny. Not like cheesy laugh track. Yeah. Funny. The guy's just got, you know, some, some comedy about him. Yeah. Out of all of them, I'd probably say I'd like this guy the most. Yeah. Insofar as you can like yeah. one of these guys. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he, again, he does not seem like the worst person in the world. Right? No, but, it seems like you could honestly just have a conversation with the dude. But then this man robs people blind for money. God, that's like the number one hustle in the world. Yeah, I know. Jesus, we we're just saying we are in the wrong goddamn business. Like it makes <laughs> me mad looking at how much these people are worth and just like what they did to get this money. Like it's that easy. Like fuck. Yeah, I'll sell out and sell some Bibles to people if I can get at least a six-figure salary. Oh, they God go damn. way beyond selling Bibles. They write books. They just get. I mean, you go like Jim Baker, you just he... sell little trinkets for literally $2,000. And that's the thing, too. These guys writing books, how do they have the time to write like 20 books? Well, they use co-authors and stuff. It's not like they're sitting there alone writing a book for the most part. Yeah. And so that's how I would do it. Yeah, probably. And that brings us to number eight on our list. One of the, I must say, better known competitors in today's contest. This old fucking bastard. <laughs> That's I don't know how else to describe him. Rage alert, Mr. Billy Graham. Oh, Billy, old oh, Billy boy. He is worth, was worth. He was worth. Fucker's dead. Twenty-five million dollars, tax-free baby, and he's also known <laughs> as the advisor. Yeah, this man has been brought out as a spiritual advisor, a very, very important position in yeah. our country a spiritual advisor for multiple presidents. Uh, One, again, this guy is, uh, he's hes a classic, strong preacher. He's got a great preacher voice. Yeah, he's... He also had a relationship with uh, Queen Elizabeth. That's weird. Friendly relationship and frequently invited to special events by the royal family. Hmm. He's <laughs> preached at Windsor Chapel. What? Yeah, good Lord. Jesus Christ. He's outspoken man. on foreign policy. He doesn't like communism, supported the Cold War policy, including the Vietnam War. Wow, that's wow. an un- unpopular stance. Yeah. Uh, discussed his relationship with Leighton. Oh, he had a relationship with Kim Il-sung, so that would be two North Korean dictators ago. Uh, he called him a different kind of communist. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Good Lord. What? 1982, Billy Graham was able to preach in the Soviet Union. Uh, attending a ceremony to honor the war dead of World War II. He voiced fear. This is interesting. Yeah, I was... Fear of a second Holocaust, not against Jews, but a nuclear Holocaust, and advised that our greatest contribution to world peace is to live with Christ every day. 
Hmm. Great. Yeah, that's really going to fucking save you from a nuclear holocaust. Christ. I feel safer already. Yeah. It's going to come down and shield you from the blast, kids. Now, Billy Graham has had some controversial stances on certain things. Now, the one thing that really stood out to me, aside from he's got your standard uh, homophobia, he's got your standard... um, Views on women. (laughs) Women or or property, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. He's got that Mike Pence style. Graham was well known for his practice of not spending time alone with any woman other than his wife, become known as the Billy Graham rule, which our wonderful vice president follows to this day. Yeah. And I'm so glad that he does because it improves all of our lives Mm -hmm. in in a very tangible way. Yeah. Um, It really does. Yeah. He's a good man. Absolutely. Absolutely. He looks like the killer in uh, Red Dragon. The the blonde guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think Bill Maher said that on his show, that's, and I just cannot get that out of my head every time I see. That's fucking Doesn't pretty he? good. Yeah, he? That's, look that up. Look that's that up. Really that good. That movie Red Dragon, The Silence of the Lambs prequel, mm-hmm. looks just like him. That's wow. And that guy was like a crazy Christian guy too, so it fits yeah. so well. Yeah. But the the uh, as far as his controversial views, the thing that stood out the most for me was check this out. He had a discussion with Richard Nixon. By the way, known as one of the greatest presidents of all time. Fantastic. Not a crook. No, not at all. During the Watergate affair, uh, there was some suggestions that Graham, Billy Graham, agreed with many of Richard Nixon's anti-Semitic opinions. <laughs> I like how it says many. Like he, <laughs> yeah. had, a, he had a lot of anti-Semitic <laughs> opinions. <laughs> Remind you of anyone? <laughs> Is history repeating itself? I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. He denied them, but yeah, he had a conversation with Richard Nixon, and they were captured on tape. Oh. The Nixon tapes. Got you. Now, on tape in the Oval Office, uh, Billy Graham can be heard saying uh, that he agrees with Nixon that Jews control the American media, which is calling it a, quote, stranglehold during a conversation in 1972 and suggesting that, check this shit out, if Nixon was reelected they might be able to do something about it. Something about it. And see, what's fucked, this is still a well-known, like, conspiracy. Mm, mm, check this. I love this. The apology. Of course, when the tapes were made public, and not before. Not before. Yeah. After the tapes came out, Graham apologized. Now, for me, this is 100% convincing. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally fine with it yeah. after this. Yeah. Quote, Although I have no memory of the occasion... I deeply regret comments I apparently made in the Oval Office in an Oval Office conversation with President Nixon some 30 years ago. That's... They do not reflect my views, and I sincerely apologize for any offense caused by the remarks. That is such a cop out. It's such a <sighs> cop out. Uh, I mean, it's well done. That's that's what you do when in this situation. You just apologize and say I don't remember it, and I'm sorry. It's like I don't remember doing it, but if I did, I'm sorry. You, like. Yeah. You know he remembers it though. Like if you hear yourself on tape, like you like as soon as you hear that conversation and you ha- like it has to come to your mind like oh wow, yeah, that was that conversation there. <laughs> yeah, I, had I did fuck up in yeah. the oval office with Richard Nixon yeah. talking about anti anti-semitic. Yeah, you don't ideas. like you, you remember that? Like fuck this guy. But yeah, Billy Graham is called the advisor because again, he's just been a spiritual advisor for a lot of presidents, I you wish know, a going snake back as far him as him in the dick. 
<laughs> That's very graphic. Mm-hmm. It's very specific. Well, he was a very specific piece of shit, so. Coming in at number seven in our competition is one of our favorites, a man named Creflo Dollar, with a net worth of 27 mil. Dollar is just in this dude's name, so, like, of course he's going to have a lot and of them. that right there is one of the main reasons I really wanted to include uh, Mr. Dollar on the list because yeah. just strong, what a what an amazing hustle. Mm-hmm. You just put that right in your name. I wonder if that's his real name. Uh, it appears that it could be, actually. It doesn't say that he changed his name, but okay. again, it's Wikipedia, so yeah, he could change that himself. So $27 million net worth, and this guy is the first competitor uh, on our list today who is in the category of televangelists that we call uh, prosperity gospel. Yeah. And now, there are, uh, there are going to be others later and more successful ones yeah. uh, than Dollar, but prosperity gospel is the idea that people who are wealthy, people who are financially successful are that way specifically because God likes them and wants them to be. Yeah. And their wealth is a direct reflection of uh, their standing. Yeah. You know, spiritually with God. Right. So, which is just a beautiful angle for this. Oh, yeah. Right? Because you name, and and that's why he really deserves to be on this list because you take the name, name yourself after money, amass a fortune of 27 million. And the the great thing about that is the richer you get, the people who buy into your spiel, the more holy they think you are. Right. And the more money they give you, the more you appear to deserve to be given money. Right. Can you imagine how many AirPods are in his church? <laughs> just, just like, no broke bitches allowed, basically. Yeah. No broke boys. You broke, God don't love you. Yeah, he's long been criticized for uh, his lavish lifestyle. He owns two Rolls Royces, a private jet, high-end real estate, such as a million-dollar home in Atlanta, a $2.5 million home in New Jersey, and a oh home God. in Manhattan. This guy's buy. He's all over the place. In Manhattan that he bought for $2.5 million in 2006 and sold for three point seven five in 2012. That's the wow. art of the deal. A mill and a quarter. That, that is a deal maker. That's crazy. Dollar has refused to disclose his salary for declining to disclose any financial information to independent audit. Uh, Dollar Ministries received a grade of F for financial transparency by an organization called Ministry Watch, sort of a watchdog group. How do people feel it's okay to give this church so much money when this dude is riding, has two Rolls Royces, three multi-million dollar homes, and a private jet? What more does this guy need? We're getting closer to that answer. Like The prosperity gospel angle, it lays a strong foundation for how people are okay with that. Because the more successful he appears to be, if you buy into what he's selling, then the more, the better a person you think he is. You know, he should have a golf stream because uh, the prosperity gospel, you know, line yeah. of thinking is the more stuff you have, the more God likes you. Right. So I should follow this guy. Not to mention, again, none of these guys are uh, are schmucks in the charisma department. No. They're all extremely, extremely uh, manipulative right. and charismatic. That's how and, they get all the money. I mean, their, their primary skill is public speaking. Yeah. Darksiders and, out there. 
If you're looking for a skill to work on, and you're good at public speaking, no. If you're not good at public oh. speaking, or you are, even whether oh, you are yeah, or not, yeah. To level up your public speaking, you're gonna find some success. Yeah. Um. All over history, people who are leaders are almost always good public speakers. Yeah. Uh. You can even have shitty ideas. Oh yeah. And find success if you're good at getting people to listen to you. This is living proof of that. <laughs> well, yeah. I like, mean, all these guys, incredible. And if you're looking for good examples of good public speaking, anybody on this list, yeah, watch these videos. Search them up on YouTube. And especially because they've been doing it for like decades. So it's like yeah. they, they have it they've under been their honing belt. their craft, and a lot of them are naturally talented. But you do not have to be a natural no. at public speaking. No. You can... It, uh, it I'm basically a cave gremlin when I'm not on the show. Like, I can't even... <laughs> I can't even look another human in the eye. <laughs> I'm the same way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I can still bullshit you on something if I needed to. Yeah, and it's a it's a it's a learned skill, just mm-hmm. like anything. Yeah. Um so again, if if there's any if there's any lesson to take from this, work on your public speaking. Yeah. Seriously. L- take a like fifteen minutes out of the day. Adolf Hitler had no other discernible talent <laughs> other than he was an incredible speaker. <laughs> oh my god. It's that's that's great that Adolf that's, Hitler's that's, coming up when we're talking about this shit because it literally is the same exact thing. <laughs> they have the same. They made their their mark on the world by using the exact same skill set. Yep. Right. Yeah. Now there are different styles of public speakers. You got fiery, angry guys who get people fired up. Yeah. Like Hitler. Yeah. Um. You know, you've got uh, there's all kinds of different angles. Yeah. All right, and this brings us to the number six spot on our competition today. A guy I like to call the Zapper. The pair. And he might be my favorite. Yeah, he's I, good. I don't know for sure, but he might be my favorite. This is a guy named Benny Hinn. Not Benny Hanna, as nope. most of you were thinking, probably. That's Benny Hinn. different, yeah. A little, a little different. He is from Israel. Yeah. Which is a little confusing. It's, it's very confusing. Because he is absolutely a Christian televangelist. 100%. He's from Israel, so he's got that market share on lockdown. My guess would be is because you're making more money in the Christian side of it than like mm-hmm. the Israeli side of it. But Now, Benny Hinn is an example of another major category of competitors. Uh, or it's like a fighting style, if yeah. you will. You know, like in UFC, you have wrestlers, you got boxers, you got kickboxers, you know, grapplers, you got submission fighters, knockout Jiu-jitsu, guys. All of those. Right. So we've seen the uh, prosperity gospel yeah. style. And now... This is another major style. It's called faith healing. Also known as kookiness. Oh, I don't it, even know what else to fucking say about these people. It is definitely kooky. God. Yeah. Like, I... Like... <sighs> well, let's tell them what it is. I, yeah, let's just go the with that first. is a move. It's like his signature move. <laughs> puts the zapper on you. Now, that's when you... I'm sure you've seen this. Brings people up on stage, they're sick. They got palsy, they've got cancer, they've got S- some sort of ailment. Mental illness, they're in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> now, Benny Hinn, since he is blessed by God with Seriously, Dave, what are you what are you laughing at? Like this is serious <laughs> shit. He's healing people with cancer. He hits him with the zapper. That's where he'll touch you with his hand. He'll do the he'll do a, a touch on the forehead. Or he likes to do a two hand both hands on the face 
It's really powerful. He goes powerful. for the throat sometimes, Sometimes too. he goes for the throat. And I did notice a few times when he had younger, attractive women on there, he went for a little chest touch. A little the chest, The chestal air. Not exactly in the titties, but like a chestal region. <laughs> uh, zapper. But in any case, Top of the, the zapper is just a champion move because it will knock you out immediately. They fall backwards. They're just, they're just knocked out. They're anointed. They're blessed and they're healed. And... If one zap doesn't do it, he brings you back up. He's got a, he's got a couple of bouncers type of guys, <laughs> and they 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 catch the. Now sometimes he's got like enormous obese people or old people, and they fall back. Now they don't just plop down on the ground. Uh, he's got like his usher guys to catch them, and then they'll and then he uh, he'll bring you back. He'll do a little come hither motion. Come I mean, now this guy <laughs> has incredible like panache. I mean, yeah. He's fl- he he likes to wear like white suits. Oh yeah, and he just it looks fantastic on him. I mean, he's just super stylish. He's got, got the hair all he, slicked back. Yeah, he's got like a quaff, <laughs> <laughs> and he has a white jacket that he. I mean, he'll flip it around, and yeah, he'll do so. He'll hit you with the zapper. You go down. He'll bring you back. He'll zap you again. I mean, there's just no way not to be healed by this. It's incredible. There's people. These dudes are making five figures, literally just picking women up over and over again. Like they're getting paid to find these people in the crowd, bring them up on stage, yeah, and then just hold them and keep lifting them back up. And then they'll even get into it too, because if you notice while watching the video, like he would hit, he would accidentally like take his powers and hit the sermon people, so they would be falling back too. I mean, it's powerful stuff. It's man. very powerful. You, yeah, like they don't have a shield for this stuff i bet those usher guys that are always exposed to that like holy radiation i bet they're the healthiest (laughs) you know what they're probably like superheroes because they're getting hit with the zapper like (laughs) they're getting hit with uh sort of like leakage radiation from the zapper have you or a loved one been diagnosed with mesothelioma from a zapper And if it's not enough just to do one person at a time if he wants to get a whole crowd real signature move i guess you would call it like an AOE zapper, right? Like an area of effect zapper. Yeah. Um, this is where he will flip his jacket. He'll swing the jacket at the crowd, right? And he just lays them down. He will mow down a whole row of people in the crowd. And like, they're all, they're healed. Yeah, they're blessed. 30 people just go down immediately. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's amazing. It's like that scene in The Matrix, number two, where he was fighting that whole crowd of Agent Smiths. Yeah. And he would swing that pole around and they just were all falling down in waves. It's exactly that, except with this badass white jacket. And now they're all blessed and they're healed. Another thing, too, that I noticed about these dudes in their suits, they have all of this money. They have millions upon millions of dollars. Yeah, see, I, I get make your point. But they don't have a well-tailored suit. These dudes look like they just went to J.C. Penney's, bought the cheapest suit off the rack, nah, and they, just wore it. They're definitely ex- they're like Italian silk shirts and fancy suits, but they're they're tailored the way they want they want them that way. I think it's like just, you're saying that the pants are baggy and the jackets yeah, are kind of baggy, but they do that baggy. on purpose so you can't tell how fat they are. It makes them look bigger in my mind, though. Trump does the same thing. He wears a super long jackets and a long tie because he thinks it slims him. But he's fat. Yeah, he's makes, super fat, but he's trying obvious. to camouflage it. With I think that's what some of these guys are doing. Um, I don't think they're just buying stuff off the rack. They're definitely getting it tailored. Okay. Yeah. Now, it, they do look stupid. I'm yeah. not disputing that. They're baggy, and they don't fit right. It's just like... But I just think that they just don't know how to dress. They, they don't know how to like do yeah. anything, basically, right. besides yeah. this. <laughs> like, I don't... I just, yeah. But in any case, Benny Hinn... 
Dude looks fantastic. Yeah, sharp dresser. Amazing. Million dollar man. That magic jacket just lays people down. It's like he's mowing the lawn. Just <laughs> plowing people over. Plowing them. Blessed. Hard. Anointed. The Anointed. Holy Spirit. I mean, we saw him heal, uh, what do we see here? People with uh, rheumatoid arthritis. You got the rheumatiz. He'll hook you up. Did he so, do the, no, he didn't do polio. No, that it. was uh, another guy on yeah. our list who healed a kid with polio. Yeah. That was a long time ago. But like this that was, was a different style, though. That's a different. He doesn't do the zapper. Um, that was more of a lap sitting, like caressing a young caressing boy kind sort of, of style. Yeah. But still incredible. But we'll get to that. Um, Good. God, but yeah, so man. Benny Hinn has been under fire for <laughs> some shady <laughs> stuff around his ministry. Um, yeah. No. Sex scandals or anything like that that I could dig up, but surprisingly, uh, who knows? But his group, you remember the ECFA, the uh, Televangelist Better Business Bureau? Yeah, his church forget? is not a member of that group. Really? Which means that now this guy is worth forty-two million dollars cash. Well, not cash. That would be all in net worth, so it includes all his holdings and his assets and stuff. Yeah, but he does not have his organization uh, as a member. Of, of this group. So his, whatever revenue his group pulls in is not included in that $25 billion. Right. So it's actually way more than $25 billion. And yeah. I'm sure there are plenty of guys out there doing this who aren't on there, but all the major players probably are. But he's notable for not being a member of that group. So he's worth $42 million. Who knows the, the actual gross total of revenue that that organization pulls in? Yeah. I mean, it's probably in the hundreds of millions of dollars Easily. yearly. It's got to be. Because like we were watching these videos, although who knows, dude. maybe it's maybe it's maybe it's not that much, and maybe he just keeps the majority of it. That could be too, but we don't know because yeah. there's no transparency. Nope. This is no. like the, the tax free part. Like every time we say that, it just kills me a little bit more inside. Like I mean, he's healing people for free, Dave. It's yeah, you got why a point. Should he have to these, pay taxes. These terrible doctors, you know, charging thousands upon thousands for their medicine. Yeah, and you can just go to this guy and get it for free. Yep. You have stage four cancer? Huh. Give me the zapper. Put you back to stage one. Give You're, it a little bit more time. Yeah. You can't fully do it. That's cost a little more money. But if you just want it gone, go to, like, go, like, to, go, to go to Benny, get the zapper. You know? I wonder if he charges like admission to get in. Because I mean that seems like I don't know if churches can. But that seems like a lot to be given away for free. You know what I mean? Like full full healing and blessing. Yeah. You got to point. Maybe zapped? you have to like. Maybe you have to pay to get zapped. Maybe that's like how he was bringing the people up on the stage. Maybe you have to pay to get that. Yeah. Now again, that's this competition darker. is not about these guys' net worth. Um, we have them loosely ordered that way. Yeah. Because obviously, their net worth is going to be a big indicator of how strong their hustle is. Right. But really, what we're looking at is how good of a hustle do they have? Right. And man, Benny is. He's got his down. Ooh, he's strong. He got his down. I mean, this hat it, again. It's theatrics. It's it's amazing, amazing production. It's all value. theatrics, which is like that's like half the battle. You have to have these people it's believe in half. you. So it's like more you, than half. You it's have to put on the best show of, of your life. And he's great. He's yeah. great at it. He's I mean, very he's like, entertaining. It's like a goddamn carnival barker. Like he's like a circus ha. performer. That's pretty good. Incredible. I like that. Moving on, number five coming in hot on our list is the legendary suggestively named Oral Roberts. Oral Blowjob Bob is what I like to call him. <laughs> BJ Bobby. <laughs> Coming in at a net worth of 
approximately $50 million. It's impressive. And we like to call Mr. Roberts Dr. Roberts. Dr. Roberts. He is the doctor. Yeah. This is another prime example of the faith healer uh, style. Yeah. Oral Roberts is a very colorful character. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw out some facts about Oral Roberts to give you a sense of this guy. Mm -hmm. 1977. He claimed to have had a vision where he was spoken to by a 900-foot-tall Jesus. How do you even see that it was Jesus if he was 900 feet tall? For one, if you're looking straight up, okay, because we all know Jesus just wore robes, right? If you're looking straight up at Jesus, for one, you're just seeing dong, just hanging down. (laughs) That's all you're seeing. You're not seeing the man's face. You're not seeing anything. You're seeing straight up dong, Jesus dong. Okay, but 1977, 900-foot-tall Jesus told Oral Roberts, sorry, the doctor, Dr. Roberts. Dr. Rob. Told him that he was supposed to build his City of Faith Medical and Research Center. And the hospital would be a success. So 900 foot tall Jesus, very prophetic, making predictions. I bet you that hospital didn't pass out vaccinations. No way. (laughs) No way. You want like they were like, oh, you want vaccinated? Threw some holy water on you. So he's running this sham medical center. In 1987, uh, he did what I like to call the self hostage ransom. Maneuver. Yeah. This now, one this good. is a very, very advanced technique for these guys. This, um, yeah. This dude was an innovator. Yeah. Um, I liked it. Here's how it goes. In 1987, in January, Dr. Roberts announced that on television, unless he raised $8 million by that March, so in the next two months, that God would, quote, call him home. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> he... Is literally holding a gun to his head and saying, yeah. "Give me eight million dollars, or, or I'm, I'm going to get it." What is what a move? What are you doing? Deserves what? his spot on this on this list, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. That's the um, first like. That is incredible. Has anyone done this? That's I want to know if anyone's done this since, because that's a bold move right there. That is Amazing. a bold strategy to raise eight million dollars. Yeah. I mean, he's pulling in tons of money. In 19, for example, in 1980, his organization pulled in $88 million. Uh, and um, he also claimed somewhere in the 1980s that in the past, he, Oral Roberts, the doctor, had witnessed his father raise a child from the dead. Mm. So, I mean, how can you not just pull out your checkbook and give to this guy. Man, Incredible. again, like, I just feel like I'm beating the dead horse here, but it's like, how are you people, like, how are these people this dumb? Like, I get, like, dude, like, I, I completely understand, like, people believe in this shit for faith reasons. It gives them something to be hopeful for in the end. But a lot of these people, too, who are believing in this stuff and giving these people money were probably struggling. We're probably just middle-class Americans living paycheck to paycheck, giving them their hard-earned yeah. money for this shit so yeah. they could live a super, better life. Super old grannies living on Social Security and stuff. Dude, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's but that's the doctor, man. He's uh, That's uh, that's ice cold. So, so do you think if we were 
like listeners aren't listening right now. If we were to announce that we were not going to be here in a year and we needed five hundred thousand dollars to stay, do you think we? Do you think we could get that? Just just pull that scam out real quick. I mean, it works for these guys. But again, we're not blessed with the supernatural abilities. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm not, you a, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a faith healer. Nah, I'm, I'm um, not a... Yeah, but for to wrap up the Oral Roberts story, he, in 2007, his uh, <laughs> Oral Roberts University, which I'm sure is a super legitimate educational uh, establishment, I'm sure your degree is um, worth a lot. came under some fire for, of course, fraudulent and scummy financial uh, stuff. Yeah. Doesn't look like much came of it. And in 2009... Now, there's a happy ending to this story. The Oklahoma Senate uh, approved a resolution honoring uh, Oral Roberts, right. the doctor. Yeah. You know, so I like it all works out in the end. Doctor. I yeah. like. I think my favorite fact about Oral Roberts is he named his son Dick. Mm-hmm. Like, his first name's Oral, so it's he like has to name his son Dick. It's really weird. I mean, of course, it's Richard, but I mean, everyone knows Richard means Dick. So, mm-hmm. like, Why? Like, you got just how he rolls, man. That's dick. the doctor. God, I don't understand this, man. All right, next up, number four. This is a strong, strong contender. This guy is one of the best. Yeah, the best of the best. We know him as the face, but his real name is Joel Osteen. The man, the myth, the legend. You love to hate him. You hate him to love him. Coming in at a smoking, approximately forty to sixty million dollars net worth. This man has 20 million monthly viewers on his program. He has wow. a church, which used to be the old Rockets arena, yeah. which has 56,000 seats in it, and he packs that son of a bitch. Yeah. Joel Osteen's fighting style is, he's another prosperity gospel guy. Yeah. Um, so the richer he is, mm. the more holy he is. That um, just blows Which is my great, mind. because... He and his family live in a $10.5 million, 17,000 square foot mansion. Uh, His church has an annual budget of $70 million per year, which he graciously uh, refuses uh, his $200,000 salary that he is entitled to. Oh, I wonder wonder why. Um, God. Damn. So the, so the richer he is, the better he is. You know, I mean, that's we all know that. That obviously. makes no sense to me because if you're poor, it's your fault. Yeah, and you're bad. It's, yeah, you were a terrible person Rich, if you're poor. Good, poor, poor bad. Bad. That's right. And it's and it is a one hundred percent your fault if you're poor. So if you're out there and you're struggling, maybe you're living in an apartment, your rent uh, is difficult to meet or you're stuck living with your parents, you know, you're working Starbucks, you're working at some minimum wage job. Yeah. Um, just know, uh, that the reason why you're struggling is not anyone's fault except your own because yeah. you are a bad person. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's all your fault. So maybe if you would just be better, you could have more money. Um, so See, that's and, what- and Joel Osteen, Absolutely, alongside his his other fellow prosperity gospel uh, preachers, you know, like Mr. Dollar and T.D. Jakes. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, so uh, anyway, Joel Osteen can help you out. Yeah. The thing, and again, beating a dead horse here, but the idea for Christians to tell you that you are worse than them because you have less money. Well, they don't say that. They imply it. They What they say is the opposite. 
Yeah, that, you know, God wants people to be sugar-coated as much rich. as you want. It doesn't make you a good per like they're not good people. Christians are supposed to be like, you know, these people that think they are the best of the best around. Nothing's going to ever break them I down. I think honestly like, the people that um are going to be prone to be suckered into this are going to be desperate people, sick people, people struggling. They want to grasp onto anything. I mean, this guy looks like he has the answers. I mean, look at his teeth. They're like yeah. bolted in there. Yeah. Look at that grill. Yeah. I mean, how could that face not have the answers? Plus, he has a jet. He's got a huge home. He's got the Rockets uh, arena. Um, but anyway, Joel Osteen, most notably, came under fire for not allowing Hurricane Harvey victims to shelter inside his giant stadium church. Yeah, you'll get it dirty. And... Until he did open it up after news reports came out that it was closed. Yeah. So he didn't, and, and then and then he got public scrutiny for it, and then he did. And he let them in, and then he tried to go back and retcon and say, no, that's not true, we did let them in. Yeah. But in fact, and there are facts, the truth is available to be known, uh, contrary to what um, a lot of sources are going to have you believe these days. Yeah. It's a fact, it happened during the flood, those doors were locked. Yeah. No one, there was people outside they, of that arena trying to get in to take shelter from the storm and they were not allowed in. Well, they fucked themselves over too because before Joel opened his big mouth about opening it up after all the scrutiny, they told the, the church itself released a statement saying that the reason they couldn't let people in was because the church was flooding itself. Like the floodgates were about to break down because of how much water it never got. And yeah. everyone knew that was bullshit. Right, it was bullshit. The next day, Joel made a statement saying that, oh, it was always open and everything like that. Yeah. So Lies. Yeah, exactly. Why? You just don't want to yeah. get your millions yeah, upon millions of dollar church. fucking get his, his stadium dirty because he yeah. didn't want to have to. Yeah, because you know how much mud was tracked in from hurricanes? A lot of mud, Matt. A lot of mud gets tracked in from hurricanes. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and plus... Filthy poor people who get displaced by a hurricane. Exactly. They're bad. Man. Yeah. They're bad. So if you don't have enough money to God doesn't love shelter you. yourself. Yeah, God doesn't love those God's people. God's not gonna help don't you. Let these filthy Yeah. Again, remember, Peasants. if you don't have a lot of money, it's it's your fault. Because as you're bad. Yeah. As yeah. I'm wiping the tears so. away with a hundred dollar bill. I feel bad for Joel. I mean I do too. I feel like how he much be money he money. had to spend to clean up all that shit that was definitely left probably, inside that place. Plus they probably got mud all over the bathrooms and stuff. Used all the toilet paper. They probably got... Plus, they put their wet clothes all over the seats. And just think, Matt, this has to come out of his own pocket. You know, yeah. the man already is a generous person and doesn't take his $200,000 salary a year. That is a great point. He, You know, th- this all has to come out of his own pocket. Um, it doesn't matter how many best-selling New York Times novels he's written. Yeah, seven times. He's had yeah. seven, uh, seven-time New York Times best-selling author. That's made author. him no money whatsoever, Matt. Nah. He's... He's he's a good man. Yep. He's a very good man. Absolutely. I'm going to throw up. Fuck, yeah, fuck this, that guy. Yeah, this dude deserves to be struck by lightning at any point possible. Yeah. Sooner than later. All right. Coming up, number three. We're the top three now. That's right. Got We're chills. getting down to it. <laughs> getting down. <laughs> the guy we know as the prophet. Oh, boy. His incredible predictions. Oh, boy. And a net worth of one hundred million dollars. We broke the hundred. Host of the Seven Hundred Club, Pat Robertson. Dun da da dun. 
you probably watched the 700 Club after watching your favorite reruns of Full House <laughs> yeah, or Saved by on the on Bell. It. And then it comes right on after. You yeah. have old people talking about Jesus. Absolutely. After Where Danny You can Tanner. hear him rant and rave about how abortion is murder and many other it is, topics. Matt. It is. I know it is. Yep. It's a genocide. You, you can't kill yeah. a baby. Yeah. I kind of want to go to an abortion. Pat Robertson clinic. ran for president. He ran to be the Republican nominee in and 1988. Matt, forget. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't there a separation of church and state? Mm, no. Oh. No. You're, that's wrong. They're supposed to be. Yeah. So he ran for president. Um, he's a big he's a big predictor. That's why we call him the prophet. He's always making he's always making these specific apocalypse predictions. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um, and he's involved with politics. He's always talking about hot button issues like abortion and stuff like that. Um. He, yeah. in 1976, for example, he predicted that the end of the world was going to come in October or November, one or the other. I mean, he didn't have the benefit of a 900-foot Jesus uh, like some of the other competitors did. Yeah. Uh, nine, nine, October or November 1982. And then uh, he repeated this prediction in a May 1980 broadcast of the 700 Club. Man, that show's been around I for a long gonna time. I was going to say, that's an old-ass show. He said, show, quote, man. I guarantee you by the end of 1982, there is going to be a judgment on the world. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, again, it comes back to the whole point. How do you believe these motherfuckers when they make statements like this? They don't happen. How- we're getting down to it, Dave. If there's an answer to be had, we're going to find it in these in these top three competitors. Now, the number one thing that I think is important about Pat Robertson and my digging into him yeah. is a prediction he made. He did a collab. He collaborated <laughs> with, with our friend uh, Falwell, Jerry yeah. Falwell. Good old fall they got boy. together in 2001 after the 9-11 attacks, and they blamed the ACLU for 9-11. Yeah. Along with um, now that's homosexuality not a and stuff like that. Yeah. Abortionists. They were all the cause of 9-11. Yep. But specifically, the ACLU did 9-11, according to Pat Robertson, in a, in a fire-ass collaboration mixtape with uh, Jerry Falwell. In 01. Again, how do you take these people seriously? Like, I don't even know how to like what to say about this shit anymore. Because obviously the people who just followed this stuff are just dumb. They're not though, man. That's like they aren't all. But Dude, like they have to, like they're they have to be uneducated. There's in something some way. about religion that allows otherwise intelligent people to shut off their brain in certain areas. Uh, yeah, I get, but does that make them intelligent though? They might be intelligent in all this other stuff, but like they are obviously swayed by shit easily. Man, they're gullible. They're just very yeah, gullible. It's human nature. <sighs> and now we're really, really, really getting down to the wire, Dave. Coming in at number two. Now this guy came out of left field. Yeah, I had never I, heard of him until we dug into this. Um, but that's he wasn't probably even on the list of people that we were looking at before. We no, just we found had to randomly. dig to find him. We know him as the architect. Yeah, a net worth of hundred and fifty million dollars. David Oyedepo. Yeah, from Nigeria. I'm kind of like half related to this dude because we share the same first name. That's a hundred percent how it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that for a fact. Yeah. Me and Matt McConaughey, we're brothers. Yeah. 
I see with... it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah. So he's got a sort of a network or a cartel, if you will. I'd say a cartel. Of, of churches called the Winner's Chapel. And there are 300 churches in this organization. Which is, it's that's I've never heard of these people when there's over 300 of these. And they're in the United States. They're oh, from, he's he's like, worldwide. Yeah, he's he's, it, he's it originated in Nigeria, but yeah, he's 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 everywhere now. Uh, he is a guy who employs some of the. <clears throat> now he's not a zapper from no. from any evidence that I could see. No healing, but he does borrow from some of that Pentecostal style uh, theatrics where he speaks in tongues. Yeah, heavily. Uh, we literally watched this dude like go on a five minute tirade when speaking tongues. It's amazing. No, I he like, sounds like the Egyptian soldiers in Stargate. Wow, no lie. That's, yeah, that's. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah, uh, I agree. He uh, Forbes magazine rated him the richest pastor in Nigeria. Um, uh, but it, like. The guy also is literally an architect, so he's got he's got his hand in a lot of stuff. He's written a shitload of books. Yeah, uh, he, he has was, a publishing house. I mean, the dudes. That's why we call him the architect. Yeah, he he's has more than one um, income coming in. Yeah, for he's, sure. He's, like, he's got a cartel. Essentially. Yeah, he's a beast. He's he's running he's running shit there. Speaks in tongues. You know, now the guy has uh, English as a second language. Yeah, and his sermons are in English uh, that we could see. I'm sure he does. You know, in, in his native language as well. But right. Uh, in English, and he is charismatic. Um, he's got that preacher style. He speaks in tongues. Yeah. Um, and man, does he bring it. If you put a beat behind that, it'd be a hit. And dude, his churches are huge. Like the one, the footage that we watched in there, it looked like there was a UFC fight about to go on with yeah. how they had that designed in there. It's a bigger like, crowd than UFC. Yeah. And and literally, dude, like we watched too, he, he put the mic down for a while and just let people... Speak in tongues nonstop. That's all you could hear was the other, like the crowd in there, just speaking complete gibberish to each other. And he was just in the middle of it, just soaking it in. Like, yeah, he's like, I mean, every he minute I crowd stand here is a thousand dollars. Every second I stand here, yeah. is fifty dollars. Like, it's just ridiculous. <gasps> Amazing. My um, math probably wasn't right there, but whatever. also incredibly snappy dresser. Oh yeah, the guy is wearing like a almost like a knee length <laughs> jacket like a on a white suit. suit. Yeah. Weird. Badass. I wish I could pull off a suit like that. Yeah, I wish I could just pull off a suit. <laughs> In all honesty, like, shit. Oh, you could if you tried, Dave. Now, maybe if you tried harder to be a good person and you could have, you know, more money and more ability to wear a Matt, suit. God doesn't love me. I don't make that I know much. he doesn't. I know he doesn't. He definitely doesn't love me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah. I'm on starving musician status over here, so <laughs> stay away from me. You don't want me to infect your constitution. I can smell the poor from over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just cursed. There's a black cloud above me, you know? People get satanic visions when I come in the room. <laughs> but it's just because I'm a bad person. You're like the demon sleep. Like, you're like what people see when they have sleep paralysis. Yeah. If only I had enough money to get to get into uh, a Benny Hinn show and get hit with the zapper. You know, maybe he could cure that. I literally thought you were going to say, if I could only get enough money to get into Benny Hanna, I'd be okay. <laughs> like, Benny Hanna just keeps coming up whenever you say oh, his name. I'm way too shitty of a person to get into Benny Hanna. <laughs> it's okay. Right. It's not and that now, great. without any further ado, and after having cleared an incredibly competitive field of competition. A lot of competition. 
but this guy, head and shoulders, is the top of the pile. The cream of the crop. Should we get a drum roll for this one? Absolutely. Jesus Christ! Kenneth Copeland. And if you guys thought we were already into big money, listen to this guy. This man weighs in at a net worth of $760 million and possibly more. We like to call him the golden boy. Yeah. This man is the best of the best. No one else compares to this man's hustle. Yeah. That's putting By it lightly. Far. He's made he's worth quadruple of what the other dudes were. He is another member of the prosperity gospel fighting style, which apparently seems to be the strongest one. Yeah. I mean, you can't argue with seven hundred and sixty million. No. I read rumors that there are people suspect that he actually is worth over a billion. Amazing. Unbelievable, seat, dude. Now, this guy spreads the idea of it's a particularly uh, infectious version of the prosperity gospel known as seed faith. Now, this Oof. is where he will convince you to spend your last dollar or put yourself in debt on a credit card to give to his seed faith because literally, if you give money... To this ministry, God will bless you with removing your credit card debt. Yeah. This if you is, take your last dollar and give it to him, even if you can't pay your bills, God will work it out. See, let me give you guys like an example. So we're watching just videos about these people and everything and how they work, right? And it's actually mind-blowing how they get this done. They'll literally tell you, they'll tell the people like, oh, you have $1,000 on you to get rid of your uh, credit card debt? Why not just put plant that money in the ground with God? So they're literally telling you to put, keep yourself in debt, make yourself like have worse situations in your life when you could be getting rid of them by giving the money to them and somehow God will take care of your credit card debt. Somehow God is going to like tear down discover and make it so your debt is completely gone. They're going to Tyler Durden this situation and blow up every single bank that is ever created and put the people back to zero. <laughs> That's how I see this. Yeah, Fight it's- Club is an awesome movie, so um, <laughs> works for me. Yeah. And now, it's having seen the number one competitor, this man bought Tyler Perry's G5 jet... <laughs> And he's also, to top it all off, and I'm going to wrap it up with this. He's also an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Spreads anti-vaccination. That's... What do you think about that, Dave? (laughs) So... How do you feel about this this person? So not only... In one sentence. I literally hope this dude dies. I I know it's not good to say... I, I don't wish death upon anyone whatsoever. I know that it's terrible to do upon people, but dude... This guy deserves it. Like, exploiting people to the max, taking advantage of people just so you can better yourself. This dude is literally the worst piece of shit on this list. And I really, really, really hope something bad happens to him so everyone can be repaid in some sort of way from what this man has done to them. That's really all I can say about this dude. I have a very deep hatred for this guy. 
I mean, that really sums it up. And that summary of our contest, you know, we've got our winner. I'd like to say congratulations to all the competitors. Yeah. Uh, you know, coming in strong in the beginning with Jim Baker. Um, very strong hustlers in this list. You ran a good race. You ran a good race. Um, Benny Hinn with the zapper, amazing. Joel Osteen, incredible, incredibly good, holy person. Great man. Yeah, but Kenneth Copeland. You, you did an excellent job, applause. my friend. Wonderful. Which brings me to, for the low, low, the small gift to the Dark Side Ministry. A small gift of $3,500. You will receive, in the mail, a genuine, used, empty iced tea bottle from the Dark Side Studio with saliva by David Viano. Still in it. There might even be a drop of tea left. This is not a bottle of tea that you can just get in the store. You can't order it anywhere. This literally has Dave spit on it. It's a one of one. And it's empty. Um, So it's very light. You can keep it. You can lift it up high on the shelf. You know, maybe you're older. You have arthritis. Um, Now remember, you're not buying this. No. You're not purchasing it. No. This is a gift from our ministry to you. Yes. In exchange for planting the seed of $3,500. Now that gift goes so far. And guys... If you plant another seed... We're going to add a second gift. ...of $500 with the $3,500 promotion... A $4,000 gift. I will personally sign the tea bottle. Amazing. And put... And put... Not just sign it. And put one of my testicles inside. Oh, that's for good. That's at so least three good. seconds. That's incredible. So you might even get a pube. That would just be too much. Now remember, this isn't a purchase. This is a gift from our ministry to you. And on our Patreon page, we have added uh, a new tier for this gift. Yes. Uh, A gift of $4,000 gets you the, the, you get the bottle, you get the signature, you get the saliva, uh, you get the ball, you get the pube. Um, This is something you can hold for the rest of your life. You don't get the ball. I'm not (laughs) giving them my testicle. You get... A, a, bo- a bottle that's been touched by the ball. There we go. Or blessed, if yeah. you will. We blessed can't by be, the ball. We can't be leaving any loopholes. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not donating a testicle for this. Right. You're going to have to give me 5000 at least for that. Yeah. So if you check our Patreon, if you want to give us this gift, uh, we will bless you with the uh, the David Viano ball bottle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deal, fellas. Yeah, it's a way better investment than giving it to fucking Joel Osteen. Yeah. <laughs> Why get yourself out of debt? Yeah, well, get, us, get, get us, us get out, us out, of, out debt. of debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Help us help you. Yeah, for sure. That's going to well, do it for us on this week's episode of the Dark Side Podcast. Lucky number seven, as it happens. Yeah. I feel like I need to go hit a punching bag for three hours I'm proud after of you, man. One. You did not explode nearly... As much as I thought you it were was going hard, to. yeah, dude. I think it's mainly because my brain was just so beat from the facts, from the fact that these dudes and make so amazing. much money, it, it, and it, like that twenty-five billion dollars a year is just outrageous, untaxed. That's the other part that just drives <laughs> me up the wall. Yeah, Could people be, complain about welfare and stuff. Yeah, the the same. How much tax money are we losing out on from not taxing this crap? It's I'm again. I'm trying my hardest not to explode on people and not yeah, well, just call every a, single person a fucking idiot. But you, it's hard. You did a nice job. 
I appreciate that. Yeah. So that's going to wrap us up for this week. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Dark Side Podcast, Dark with a C. You can find us on YouTube as well and www.patreon.com slash darksidepodcast. Make sure you get in there and check out that $4,000 gift tier. Give us money. Um, you really want to be blessed with that that gift of that bottle. It's going to change your life. It really is. I'm looking at it right now, and it's already, like, glowing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's changing my life. Yeah, I feel great. As always, don't forget to uh, leave us reviews on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, all of that good stuff. You know, it helps our credibility, credibility get out there and helps us widen our audience. So Widen. And, yeah. Prepare to be widened. It helps us gape our audience. And also, tell your friends. Tell you your know, friends. You tell one other person, they tell two other people, those two tell five. So it all it all helps us out in the yeah. end. Just like you're planting a seed, you know? Mm-hmm. Planting a seed for our prosperity. All right, guys. Um, until next time, I'm Dave. I'm Matt. And this is the Dark Side Podcast. Peace. Late. Christ!